You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number sixty-eight. We're discussing the early Star Wars Celebration Orlando reveals and the brand new Thor Ragnarok trailer. I'm your host Tim. I'm Troy. We're recording on the eve of Star Wars Celebration. When this podcast drops, people either be running for Funko Pops, waiting in line to get into the 40th anniversary paddle, and this podcast almost becomes obsolete as soon as it drops because we're going to be getting all kinds of news tomorrow. It is so exciting. Star Wars Celebration, Last Jedi trailer hopefully coming here, Rebels trailer in a couple yes. of days. Huge couple of days for Star Wars fandom. Are you excited? Oh man, I'm stoked. I, I can't wait. You know, this is, uh, you know, Oscar season is like my Super Bowl and then the Star Wars Celebration is also like my uh, NBA playoffs. You know, I can't wait. Can't wait to see the the cool, interesting kind of uh, events we're going to see. You yeah. know, and my boy Hayden Christensen, he's showing up, so I'm I'm stoked. Can't wait. Yeah, is that what you're most looking forward to? Is that reveal either a new movie or the presence of Hayden Christensen? What are you looking forward to most? Yeah, yeah, definitely Hayden Christensen showing up. I think this first time since 2005. And as well, um, I'm a big, big fan of uh, the book announcements. I love to hear what they're going to announce. I mean, obviously, last year we heard that Timothy Zahn is coming back to join uh, the team with uh, the Thorn book. Yeah. So, yeah, how about you? What do you, what do you most excited for? I don't know. I'm kind of in the air here. Like, I'm really looking at Saturday's panels because we've got the collecting panels, the Hasbro panel there, the Delray books, the Marvel right. comics is there. So, getting a lot of content there. But I have to say, it's the last Jedi trailer from what Everyone is saying what we're hearing is that's coming with the 40th anniversary panel. I did say last week that we were expecting it to come with on Friday okay. with the Last Jedi panel, which made a little bit more sense. But right. apparently they're going to kick off Celebration with a brand new trailer for The Last Jedi. And that could be coming tomorrow. Oh, so man. that's what I'm looking forward to the most, yeah. is seeing Luke Skywalker talk and just seeing what they produce, what they put on screen for the first time for episode eight. You know, we're going to see probably Carrie Fisher in there. Yes. So it's going to be a bit of an emotional moment for everyone. And we know a couple guys that are down there are going to be in the panel. It's going to be overnight. Hey, guys, you know, for those that are sitting in line right now, listen to this. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and I hope it. you're doing well and get a little bit of sleep so that we can see you guys freaking out tomorrow at the 40th anniversary panel. Man, what a good time to live in. I can't wait. Yes, but we're going to jump straight into the news because we're going to try to keep this relatively short this week yeah. because we are recording a little bit late. And we're going to kick this off with Star Wars news. This is going to be a pretty Star Wars heavy episode with the exception of the Thor 3 trailer. And I think that's appropriate for the time of year. Yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a chance to watch the bad lip reading? The Star Wars version, the Force Awakens version. I did, I did. Yeah, I got touched up on it, and man, that was that was just pure jokes. Oh, the voice so acting good. behind that is hilarious. The timing is is great, and these 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 voices they create for these characters, and they and they, it seems consistent throughout the whole uh, little film. There, I, I was dying. Yeah. Finn Finn was killing me. Yeah, he's Finn, good. And uh, of course, Han Solo. Yeah, Chewbacca. And Chewbacca with a voice. Yeah, love it. Do you know who did Han Solo's voice? Was it actually Han? No, it was Mark Hamill. It was Mark Hamill. Because yeah. like, this sounds kind of like. Um, kind of like Han Solo. Yeah. Sounds like... Um, a grumpy old Harrison Ford. Yeah, exactly. So Mark Hamill did that. Yeah. 
That's hilarious. I thoroughly enjoy that. Yeah. My wife and I watch it like three or four times when it first dropped. Yeah. My favorite scene is when they're on the resistance base with Akbar. He's talking about his birthday. Happy birthday, Bob. So good. <laughs> they captured grumpy old Han Solo there so well. Yes. I, I love the dialogue too between him and Carrie Fisher yeah. as well. Just jokes. I have a clown. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That, if you haven't checked that out, be sure to go watch that. It's a ton of fun. It takes a kind of a lighthearted take on Star Wars and kind of the interactions between Han Solo and Kylo Ren are right. quite good. Yeah. So it, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. And continuing on blasting through the news here. Good Morning America. They teased earlier in the week something big, something 40 years in the making was going to be announced on their show. I believe it was on Tuesday or Wednesday. And the internet blew up because everyone thought, including myself, kind of maybe foolishly, that this was going to be the debut of The Last Jedi trailer. They're going to drop it right before Celebration and get everyone amped to another level going into this. And you know what? In retrospect, thinking back, it's probably a good thing they didn't. It's nice that they're going to kick off Celebration, hopefully with that trailer. And that's probably a bit more appropriate. Yeah. What did you think they were going to announce there? Yeah, I didn't think it was a trailer just because it seems, you know, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy yeah. Fallon's always the one, or Jimmy Kimmel, sorry. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel's yeah. always the one that holds it down with the trailer. So I wasn't anticipating a trailer. I really didn't know what to expect coming out of this. But I, I think it was great, the news that they laid down. And wow, it's, this world, what it does, the Star Wars community is just fantastic. And really like what they're doing here on this show. Yeah, because yeah, that picked up where, or the announcement, it picked up where J.J. Abrams left off with the Force for Change. Yes. And so it's a, it's a really great cause. And they're getting the interaction of Star Wars fandom to, to produce and give money to a good cause and mm -hmm. I think that is awesome that they're doing this and there's some really cool prizes in there one being you can be on the red carpet with Daisy Ridley right. and Mark Hamill for the debut of Star Wars Episode 8 later on in December that's pretty cool oh, so yeah. you see a lot of especially the big studios Marvel and Disney or Star Wars do this quite well is that they, they give these opportunities to fandom to participate with the, the cast the characters and all this and they spin that into something good, something positive. We right. see this a lot with Omaze, with the, the Guardians, with Chris Pratt with did one, right. and, and Robert Downey Jr. has done them in the past. So right. there's Chris a lot Evans of, even, I Yeah, think they've well. all done something yeah. in the past that relates their character or what they're doing in the movies to the larger fandom, and then spinning that into something even more positive for a good cause for a charity. So no, absolutely, yeah. it's great to see them getting fandom interacted and doing something good with that so i think that's that's great that's positive on them and you know kudos to lucasfilm mark hamill daisy ridley for for taking part in this and kind of mm -hmm. continuing to push this force for change things it's a great cause it's, it's great and it reminds me um i applaud them because i think it was going into force awakens we had that uh, unfortunate news happen with uh the young man like there's a cancer patient yeah and i think it's either bob Iger or um jj abrams jj abrams that reached out and let him see you know a, a very early early uh glimpse or screening yeah. of force awakens so. yeah those stories are so touching yeah they are yeah yeah, yeah absolutely it's great to see that they they care that much about fandom and they mm -hmm. care that much about the people and they, they understand and recognize how important star wars is to a lot of people yes and then using that to do something better is is even more admirable yeah and hitting off a little bit of the news that we discussed last week. Again, this is going to be rapid fire here. We talked a lot, and we have in the past, about Carrie Fisher's presence in Episode 8 through to Episode 9. And last week we even talked about and speculated how we thought maybe they're going to use the character and what we thought was an appropriate end for Princess Leia. So you can go check out our thoughts back on that. But Carrie Fisher's brother this week, Todd Fisher, was speaking with the New York Daily News, and he did say that Disney are planning to use recent footage to include Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia in Episode 9. So this is a confirmation from him that Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, is going to be in Episode 9. 
What are your thoughts or what are your take on this recent footage and the fact that it's not so much a spoiler, I don't think. Like, yeah. I think it's fine. Like, but that they're continuing this character. So it seems like they're going down the path of clipping together, you know, leftover footage from The Force Awakens, leftover footage from Episode 8, or maybe right. taking and pushing some of that footage later on into Episode 9. What's your kind of take on what they're going to do here? Yeah, I think, I think that's great. Um, it's going to be impressive to see what they do with it. Obviously, it's going to be very limited. Um, you know, because they can only work with so many shots and, and, and scenes of what they have of her already. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I'm glad they're definitely not going the CGI route because I'm one of the few people out there. I know very few out there that didn't really like um, the CG effect in uh, Rogue One. So for them to do this, I'm, I'm all on board. Can't wait to see how they handle it. Yeah, there's probably gonna be a little tweaking here and there with to. CGI, like back or you know just to fix up some of the scenes, yeah. touch up some body of the, images of some sort. Yeah, right? or transition images, like yeah. the, her walking from the back and then sliding in another actress exactly. and then kind of digitally kind of tweaking that a bit. I think that they can do that. I just hope that because they have some limitations with the footage that they have, like you said, mm -hmm. that they don't use this to try to like extend the character out too much. That they yes. just give her an appropriate end. They do well by Carrie. And you know what? All in all, it's it's kind of it's a positive because it's it's kind of an acknowledgement too that the Fisher family is willing to let Disney take this character and do and give her the appropriate end. Yeah. So they kind of almost acknowledge here that this is the blessing from that family that they're able to do and work with Carrie's likeness to yes. a degree and some of the old and recent footage to produce something that gives her the fitting end that she deserves. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious still to know what they're going to do with the character, oh, where, where she ends up. So tough. I'll have to see. So yeah. tough. But news is going to continue to trickle in here. And like I said, tomorrow, hopefully we get that Last Jedi trailer, which is going to be our first look at a post-Carrie Fisher's passing princess leia like yeah. the first time we're seeing this footage so it's gonna be it's gonna be quite emotional yeah. seeing that and i'm sure there's gonna be tributes i know mark hamill is doing actually a tribute to carrie fisher right. at star Wars celebration so that's gonna be cool hopefully they stream that one or at least put it up later so we can see him honoring someone that he's been with for the last 40 years that's right wow. so it's, yeah it's pretty wild yeah pretty wild but star Wars celebration the reveals continue to roll in and one thing that I wasn't really expecting is much to be revealed this week. I thought they are going to save all of their powder for revealing at the panels, at Hasbro, at the Delray Books, at the 40th anniversary panel. But things started to slowly trickle out over the last week. And one of the more exciting ones coming out of Delray Books, so this is the main publisher for Star Wars literature in the new canonical universe. There is this Operation Blue Milk hashtag running around Twitter recently and it was coming from a whole bunch of different writers some that had contributed to Star Wars in the past and some of that are relatively new to Star Wars writing and so people are speculating that it was some sort of book that was dropping and they revealed I guess it was a couple days ago that on October 3rd of this year there's going to be a massive book dropping called From a Certain Point of View and it's gonna be 40 stories 40 short stories from 40 different authors, all compiled into a single book, and it's gonna be from the perspective of background characters during A New Hope. Wow. This seems like it's just a perfect project to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. I'm loving what they're talking about here. I think it looks and sounds so cool. 
that's that's incredible especially you know for all those toys out there that didn't really have much of a big role in the movies they now get to have their voices heard so um that's pretty cool i'm, I'm looking forward to that um i'd love to see you know what's going on behind the scenes with the jawas you know yeah what's their takes on that i'm sure we're gonna get that absolutely yeah. and what happened to r5d4 after and like there's gonna right. be so many cool takes you can do that you don't have to worry too much about filling in those that canonical universe because it's just background characters like yes. it's gonna be short stories i think this is going to be something that's gonna be fun to read one or two a night get your fill of star wars yeah. and it's you know it's 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 so true what you say about the action figures because we have all these action figures that sit in the background yeah. it's gonna be cool to get some expansion of their story yeah. and seeing what's going on in the cantina from the perspective of someone else and you know this guy walks in with a lightsaber right. and he chops off this dude's arm yeah. like how cool is that going to be that's that's incredible that's a really cool uh, cool idea there especially that way it kind of limits um all these other adaptations of books where we, we kind of don't need the filler yeah you can kind of do it all in this book here so i really like that yeah and there's some star wars writing veterans coming back gary weta who did the screenplay for rogue one um chuck wendig he's coming back he did the aftermath books pulse camp and there's a yes. huge list here of writers just look it up on the internet or we'll throw it up on our twitter page it's it's really cool idea and yeah, October 3rd, this is when this drops. And I'm really, really looking forward to getting into this. Hopefully it comes out in Audible too. Because mm -hmm. that's kind of the way I like it. Different voices oh. and how cool. Like there's there's so much they can do there with Audible with the background noises, the music, right. the, the voice. Oh, it's so cool. Can't wait for that, man. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. While we're talking about the literature world, they also announced a brand new box set that's coming this is a box set that contains 30 years of star wars stories and this is going to drop on april 18th so that's just in a couple days and it's this massive hardcover slipcase that contains i think upwards of a dozen premium hardcover books that do cover the last 30 years 40 years of marvel comics it's adaptations of each movie in comic book form, as well as the first volume of the most recent Star Wars. So that's the, the new Marvel 2013, 14, whatever it was. Yeah, I think 14. Anyway. 14. Yeah. And then first volume of Darth Vader, plus a few other different adaptations. There's going to be some comic book covers. You know, we saw the covers with the very first Star Wars volume coming out. And so it looks like a pretty cool set. Um, it's expensive. $350 US. Yeah. And I'm not entirely clear exactly what the adaptations are. If they're brand new adaptations from Marvel or if they're taking the Dark Horse adaptations of Phantom Menace through Revenge of the Sith into New Hope and that. And they're just using that catalog and reprinting them into a hardcover form. Are you going to be grabbing this? I am. You I am. are? I, okay. I, th I think for display-wise too, this is going to look really nice on a shelf. This yeah. is going to be this is gonna be awesome. And just, you know, to get, like, I, I follow a lot of Star Wars comic books, obviously, you know, from Vader to Star Wars to uh, Maul, pretty much most of them. But there's a whole bunch of other things back there that I haven't collected, such as the movie adaptations of the comic books. And if it's Marvel, especially doing episodes one, two, and three... Um, then I'm I'm totally on board. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna look it up more and, and see what I can find in there. You know, get all the details down. But um, as of right now, I'm keen. But you know, I still got to see what they offer in celebration coming out of those books. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, it's it's gorgeous looking. Like yeah. The hardcovers are beautiful. It's really well done. The colors look great. Yeah. For me, this is gonna be a pass for yeah. now. It's quite expensive. I agree with you. It's gonna look awesome on a shelf. Right. But to be honest with you, I have a good majority of these. This mm -hmm. even has the. Uh, Shattered Empire, the Journey to the Force Awakens yep. books are in there. I've got all Star Wars, Vader. And to be honest with you, 
I, I actually, you know what? Thinking back upon it here, not looking at this list, I'm wondering if these are A New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi from the original Marvel Comics run. Oh, it probably is. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Because you have some of them. I have back. all of them. You have all of them. <laughs> in single. In single uh, except for, sorry, I don't have all of them. The New Hope, I think, is the first six issues of that 1977, 78 run. Right. I don't have, I think I have two or three of those. So get I'm missing these, that. Right. To get these on trade, that's going to be pretty nice. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to dive into it. Hopefully the price goes down a little bit. I mean, I don't have to get it immediately. No. But that's that's appealing. Yeah, because that's going to run close to 500 Canadian. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's a PS4 Pro. Yeah. I'm trying to get it's out a hot here. toy. Yeah, it's a hot toy. <laughs> so exciting things come from Marvel Comics. I think their panel is going to be quite revealing. It is on Saturday, I believe. So keep your ears to the ground for a new series. We kind of speculated last week a bit about what we'd like to see as far as more of these five-issue arcs, five-issue miniseries, maybe one more ongoing, but I'm cool with no more. I'm cool with what we got. But I'm really excited to see what they have in store for us next. I'm really thinking, you mentioned this last week, a Sabine five-issue comic, kind of going a bit more into her background. We got hints of that in Rebels. And if they can't expand on that story to tell it to its fullest Mm -hmm. in the TV show, it'd be great to get the comic book adaptation, just telling a little bit more of that. Maybe even the Mandalorian, Jedi, War, these type of stories. You go darker too, right? Yes, you could. You're not constrained by Disney XD in that sense. Yeah, hopefully. Let's see. Yes. So collecting wise yeah. it is it's been another great week for me uh, i've got lined up here the vintage cardback six inch black series i was able to get my hands on han and r2d2 today the r2d2 is i guess in the first wave as far as i've seen and far as i've heard the hardest to get your hands on and i walked into the comic book shop today and i, I had haven't gone on wednesday in months I usually end up on a Friday or something like that on the weekend, just kind of collecting books as I go. But I walked in there today because I had a bit of free time at lunch. I said, you know what? I'm just going to take a break here. Walked out of the shop. I walk in a bit early and I see all five are on the peg. And I'm like, oh my God, the R2 is there. And I couldn't find the Han either, actually. So I've got the whole first wave here with the exception of the Legacy back. Right. And I'm thoroughly impressed with this. I absolutely love this line. It's still a bit on the expensive side. Especially for, I have all of these characters in the original Black Series boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, this is, I think, my third Han. Mm-hmm. Because Han came in the Cantina set with Greedo as well. Right. And then I got the original Black Series. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a Stormtrooper. Uh, Han as well. Yeah, I don't have the Stormtrooper okay. Han, actually. Yeah. That's, I'm missing that one, but that's just his head. Yeah, yeah. so there's four different iterations Jeez. of this head. Wow. Uh, two questions with these ones. How much do these retail at with these uh, 40th anniversary editions? 30 bucks. 30 bucks? It's the exact same as a Black, as a Black Series. Series. And have you figured out a way to display them that you got going? It looks awesome right now. It looks fantastic. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go because they do stand nicely with the bubble and the card back. So I'm thinking about just putting them on a shelf for now. Right. Uh, the other option is to hang them, but unfortunately you'll lose a lot of the visibility, especially of the card art because that's one of the big things you're after here right when mm-hmm. it's displaying is the vintage card art yeah because that's the importance of this otherwise why would i get this if you're a loose collector yeah you're not going to pick these up with the exception of maybe the leia because of the new head sculpt i know i was tempted the other day to grab it just because the head sculpt was a lot better <laughs> just than do a have. swap head and replace and send back to walmart <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no but these are beautiful i'm really excited for this and with hasbro they continue to pump out what seems to be an endless stream of announcements when it comes to the Black Series. And they did two early reveals here, which I was really surprised. I thought they're going to be kind of leaving everyone hanging up until their Saturday panel, which is one of my most anticipated panels. But what they released today and yesterday, late yesterday and early today being Wednesday, 
they're on another level again. So the first reveal that was on Tuesday was they announced a Ray, another adaptation, a re-sculpt of her, highly articulated. But coming with Ray is a six-inch scale speeder bike or her Jakku speeder bike. Right. And they released some images of this. This looks awesome. Like this is in the similar scale to what we got with the TIE fighter pilot, I guess a year or so ago. Yeah. And this thing's going to probably be about a foot and a half long. Cause you think about the scale, of the six inch figure, this, this speeder bike is going to be in scale with that. Yeah. And it's actually retailing for 60 American, which is going to probably be about 80 Canadian, which is much better than the 150 for the TIE fighter. That's right. And just looking at the sculpt here, the articulation on Ray and the detail that they do have on the speeder bike, man, like I can't believe that they're going down this path. We knew that they're going to do vehicles in this size and we've already seen one. But the TIE fighter was a bit big. This seems to be more niche for the six inch, something yeah. that is more appropriate. You look at what they did with the speeder bike for the scout trooper. Yes. Again, we're stepping into something a little bit more similar to that size, that scale. This is much more appropriate for displaying. Yeah. Are you going to be getting into this? Well, see, that's the thing. You just said it, displaying. That's the key thing. With the TIE fighter, it's so big, it's hard to display. I almost want to make a table out of it. You're no kidding, right? It could be court on this thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but, but the vehicle here just looks so good that I'm like, wow, I could actually you know, um, display this thing. But the biggest thing is is the paint jobs. The paint apps on here are incredible. It looks like a statue. At first glance, I thought this was just a statue here. Ray looks cool. So... I might have to pick it up. I've never really reached into the vehicle game yet for the Black Series, but looking at this one, I, I might I might have to do it. Yeah, it's kind of in a, a reasonable price range yeah. for what you're getting. So this is probably going to be comparable to the Vader Legacy Pack, which you're just getting basically the Vader card art mm -hmm. with the diorama set. And I was listening to Tumbling Saber, and I know Kyle has big issues with the price of that. And you know what? He's not far off point there. Like, yeah. that is almost too expensive, the $80 mark. And I'm wondering in this price range for something like the Vader Legacy Pack, yeah. if that's going to sit on the shelves. Because once you get up to this high-end collecting, yeah. you, you lose a lot of people yeah. because it's just too expensive, right? You're looking at $30 per Black Series, right. and that's enough already. And people are going after those. Those are reasonable if you pick them up once, twice, you know, a month or something, yeah. right? That's manageable. But when you're talking about 80 bucks for, you know, as Kyle put it, a piece of cardboard yeah. and the Vader. The Vader is clutch. Like you, oh, yeah. you need that. Yes. And it's a re and it's a New Hope Vader. So it's yeah. our first shot at a New Hope Vader with yeah. the red kind of lenses. Row one New Hope. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so this though being probably the same price, you get a lot more for your buck here. Yeah. And I'm definitely going after this. Yeah. But it's the next reveal that they had today that is even more intriguing. Sticking with the Black Series six-inch vehicle scale. They announced a Luke Skywalker with his speeder. Yeah. This thing is awesome. This is one of my favorite vintage pieces. Nice. I just saw a Lego set of this drop, and I'm regretting it. I haven't seen it again. Yeah. I'm regretting not picking it up. But this comes with a brand new sculpted Luke, it looks like. Um, at least it's the farm boy Luke, not too dissimilar from what we have in the vintage card back line but it looks like his tunic is different it looks maybe a bit more, more plastic it, yeah it looks more plastic but almost more fitted at least because up in the up in the chest area yeah it might be the way that they've set this kind picture of up them, yeah um, but it looks almost the same as this farm boy luke that mm -hmm. we're looking at right here but the head sculpt also looks different mm -hmm. from what i see it looks a lot better than the one we've seen again this could be 
just what they've set up right here and of course they're going to show us the, their best piece yes but the speeder in itself again coming down to the paint apps it looks incredible mm-hmm. it too is going to be quite large you think two six inch series or black series figures should be able to sit side by side here they should oh definitely yeah so this yeah. thing's going to be large again another nice display piece yeah, this one is crazy. I mean, that's a classic vehicle, the speeder, the land speeder right there. I have to get my hands on that. Um, you know, the only thing is I'm not falling for this image yet because I remember a couple years back, they displayed the farm boy Luke here and he looked golden, like just mint. And then when he came to retail, looked nothing like the promotional yeah. art there is, is a little, kind of a letdown. But on the good side, I do have a nice custom Luke sitting at home ready to go on this bad boy. So I'm getting my hands on it. Nice, sure. yeah. nice. What do you think of his goofy hat? Yeah, you know, I've never been a fan of that hat. I've never, I think we saw it in a, an Obi-Wan issue once when he was a kid wearing that hat. Yeah, so this yeah. is actually from a cutscene from A New Hope. Okay. When he's yeah. going to Tashi Station and you see um, Biggs comes into the scene here. So it's cut from A New Hope, but he's oh, got this okay. goofy thing and he's yeah. got his binox there. So <laughs> it, um, yeah, it, it's a really cool piece. Like I'm definitely getting both of these. Yeah, the speeder alone, the, it's worth it. The speeder for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be my first purchase yes. if they drop on the same time. And I guess they're expecting these to drop in and around fall time. Nice. Um, so right in time for Christmas. Yeah, of course. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. And the, the, the ray I might wait on a little. Okay, um, yeah. I am not... Like, I really like the piece in that, mm-hmm. but I think I'm just going to wait. I think I need the Luke to begin with, yeah. and I'll just see how it looks paint app-wise. And I agree with yeah. you that we have to make sure that these are, are coming through good quality. Because yes. if you're going to drop this type of coin on on action figures, on these kind of display pieces, yeah. you want them to be top quality. For sure. I just think those two side-by-side side will look great. Oh, yeah. You know, start of two new uh, trilogies right there, right? With the beginning oh. of a trilogy. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, their own individualized vehicles too, yes. right? Yeah. So cool. And awesome. Oh, if you got C-3PO, you put R2 in the back right. there. Maybe the Obi-Wan. Yeah. Oh, man. man. <laughs> Collecting is off the hinges. Yep. And the Hasbro panel, it's hitting this Saturday. I'm expecting a couple big announcements. Nothing really as far as Episode 8 goes, but maybe a reveal for San Diego Comic-Con. I know we spoke a bit about this last week. I still think they're going to expand this vintage card back into yeah. the 20 back. I don't know. I, I hope so. I hope so, definitely. And I think, was it you mentioned uh, hopefully an old man Luke yes. for episode eight Black Series? Like, that's have what, to. Yeah, for the reveal, because they always do the San Diego Comic Con exclusive, which is the early reveal yeah. for that line before we get into Force Friday. So that's in July, and that gives kind of a, people a couple months, a little bit of anticipation going yeah. for Force Friday in September. Right. So, fingers crossed, we do get an episode eight, at least a look at the box art, maybe. I, I'm, I'm hoping so. And I, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm pulling something here. I think we're going to get a, um, a Force Ghost. We've never had it done before. I think we can get some kind of cool Force Ghost figure yeah. in there. So, we'll did see. you see the Funko Pops, the exclusives? There was a, it's called a hollow projection or a holographic Qui Gon. And I was looking at it, I was like, man, does that ever look like a Force Ghost? No, I never saw that one. Yeah, okay. No, I never saw that one. Yeah, so there's, there's nine exclusive pops for Celebration. Actually, over at uh, Making Star Wars, they just posted a um, an article that has the shared retailers for the exclusives. So the exclusives, just from early pictures I'm seeing from people at a Celebration, they've got the Celebration exclusive sticker on them as well as a 40th anniversary sticker on Damn. them for the Funko Pops. Okay. And the shared retailers, there's like everyone from... I believe Walmart through to Hot, uh, maybe not Hot Topic, but uh, Walgreens and Toys R Us. Toys R Us is getting the Thrawn. 
Oh. So I'm I'm a little happy about that. Nice. I'm gonna miss that sticker, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm still gonna get that Thrawn pop without awesome. having to pay a ridiculous amount of money. Yes, that's key. Yeah. So go over to makingstars.net. They have um, a whole list of the shared retailers. So if you're not at Celebration, or if you are at Celebration and you're worried, you know, do I go wait in line for a panel or do I go and get my Funko Pops? You can go wait in line for a panel because you'll be able to get your hands on the pops just without the sticker. Uh, but there's there's not there's they're pretty cool ones. There's a Hoth Leia. There's a Ray actually on on her Jakku speeder bike. Oh, okay, cool. Big deluxe one with the mask, like the helmet. Yeah, with the mask on and everything. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it looks really really Want cool. That. Yeah. There's a there's a couple others too that are quite exciting. The Thrawn is the one that uh, that I'm really that's money after. right there. Oh, man. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. So that about wraps it up for our Star Wars Celebration coverage for this episode. And of course, next week we're going to be coming back at you guys covering each and everything that we absolutely love about Star Wars. So collecting the books, comics, and of course, what we're assuming to be The Last Jedi trailer, and hopefully announcement of the next anthology film, which you threw out there, maybe Kenobi. Yep. I'm and it. I'm hoping for bounty hunters. Maybe I don't know. I, I think that's coming too. I, yeah. I honestly think that's going to be one of them up there. I think someone mentioned it's uh, at first Josh uh, Josh Trank. Yeah, was meant to do the Boba Fett, but now I think they're spraying out amongst uh, bounty hunters yeah. with Boba Fett. So I think you're not too far off that. So wait and see. I oh, it's, I'm so excited for yeah. all this. It's it's going to be an absolutely incredible ride over the next few days. And you know, follow us on Twitter. We're going to be tweeting out. There's a whole crew down from the Commonwealth at Star Celebration. So shout out to Rogue Squadron, shout yeah. out to Talk Star Wars, Skyhoppers Podcast, Robcast. There's a ton of people within the Commonwealth that are down there right now. So make sure you follow those guys. They're gonna be waiting in line for panels. They're gonna be on the floor, they're gonna be sending images. It's gonna be incredible. If you want that experience, make sure to go over and follow those guys. I know Mark over at Talk Star Wars is gonna be doing a lot of videos. Nice. And that's gonna be going up on their YouTube page, the Talk Star Wars YouTube page. Uh, so make sure you tune in there because we're celebrating right here. Yeah, we are celebrating right yeah. here, but we're not going to be there. So we're going to be using them to live vicariously through for our Star Wars celebration experience. And you guys should go check them out as well. That's and right. come back next week to hear our thoughts on That's things. right. That's right. And I think they're trying to pick you up uh, next wing Luke. Right? Yeah, Hopefully. I've been really pushing the guys. Yeah. I don't know how far that's actually going to get because I, I don't have really a, an understanding because I've never been to like a massive convention right. like Celebration or like San Diego. And I've never chased an exclusive like that before. Like I, I always go online after and buy them. Yeah. But I've never had that experience of going elbow to elbow with people right. and the fighting, the bickering. I've heard horror stories. So I never want to expose the guys down there. I know I've been really bugging Rob Cass. <laughs> and I understand if you guys never get there. But if you do happen to pick me up an X-Wing leak, I will be forever grateful. <laughs> Because awesome. that—that's the one for me. That's my most that coveted moment, exclusive. Man. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's still nice. one of the rarest Black Series figures out there. One of the most it, expensive too. Yeah, because it came out in 2012. It's a reissue of that on the vintage card back. But right. for loose collectors, this might be one of the other only opportunities that you get to get an X-wing pilot loose. Right. All right, man. Well. Last week, we discussed very briefly the release of Rogue One. We got our steelbooks, all of us, and we said last week that we're going to discuss a bit about almost revisiting Rogue One and the special features. They're very limited on this Blu-ray, at least the one that we got. If you got, I believe, the one from Target in the States, you got a few extra clips and little promo things. But did you have a chance to check out 
the special features for Rogue One. Yes, yes, I did. When I took a break finally from watching Vader mow down a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> rebel scum, uh, I finally watched <laughs> some of uh, some of those clips, and uh, it was great. I, again, I still feel the prequels held the bar high for bonus content, um, but this wasn't bad. This was this was pretty cool. Um, actually, a lot of the stuff they did here made me appreciate more the performances they got out of their characters, like um, Felicity. Felicity Jones. Yeah. I really liked her more so just watching that stuff, right? Yeah, they do a lot of cool little vignettes. They focus on each individual character. And if you click that watch all, it really fits together quite nicely yes. instead of watching them in individual pieces. Right. And what this did for me more than anything was made me really appreciate the people behind Star Wars. That the fact that they're all fans and that they care about this movie universe, about this this saga, as much as we do right. as fans. You know, we're we're so deep into this, so are they. They like you look at Gareth Edwards, this guy is the ultimate Star Wars fanboy. He went to Tunisia on his 30th birthday, as they kind of chronicled in this, yep. to see the Luke or the the moisture farm, yeah. the Luke's Uncle farm, farm, Uncle yeah. Owen's farm. Thank yeah. you, jeez. Um, <laughs> on his thirtieth birthday, to to to, re, to visit the sets that are down there, and the fact that you have people like that that are directing these films, that are that are spearheading these, and the the whole story about the John Knoll, the one who came up with the idea yeah. and pitched it to Kathleen Kennedy, because someone said, you know what, this is a good idea. Yeah. Like how cool is that to see that you know if you have a good idea, go pitch it to someone. Yeah. Like that beyond Star Wars, it's like take what you know and take what you love and mm -hmm. turn that into something great. And look what he did. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's incredible because he held on to that opening crawl and he yeah. loved it so much that he came up with a he he spun a thirty second you know version of the movie. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy there and she loved it. Oh man, yeah. like it, it's it's so great to see that. And like I'm gonna say, like honest to God, I was somewhat emotional watching this mm -hmm. whole thing, watching it all come together. Because even you talk about the actors, that diversity that they brought into this yes. film, and how important that was to them to have Asian characters, yeah. have Mexican, Latin American yeah. characters. Like it, it's it's so cool to see all of that coming together and the size of the sets that they put together. Like watching them build Yavin 4, the rebel base, yeah. like it's a full-size set. That's the same. And you called it, I think from the minute we watched the movie, the scale. Gareth Edwards handles the scale of things like crazy. And I never noticed until watching it again, the ring around the first planet we see. Lamu? Yes. And you can see like the shadow underneath there. And I, I never even paid attention to that. I'm just like, wow, like there's a lot of detail put into this movie and I just it really made me appreciate the set design and everything they really yeah. put into this movie yeah. yeah well Kathleen Kennedy did say in one of the featurettes here when they're talking a bit more about hiring on Gareth Edwards was that it was his indie movie Monsters and I've raved about that I think right. it's a great movie I watched that before Gareth Edwards was anyone right before Godzilla and, and all yeah, that yeah you know? before everything and they said that's the movie that got him this film mm -hmm. so again it's, it's nice to see them looking into indie films looking into people that are passionate about what they do and again, this I think this spans beyond Star Wars about you know chasing your passions and doing what you do well, yeah, and and just loving what you do because this is exactly what Gareth Edwards and who he is, yeah, is that he loved making films. He made an indie film. It got him a Star Wars, and now he's this enormous director that directed probably one of the best Star Wars yeah. films ever put to screen. It's incredible, right? Yeah, I, it's unbelievable. It, it really is, and you know, it is cool too to see uh, you know um, actors uh, with such a caliber like Forrest Whitaker going back and doing his research, watching the Clone Wars and seeing, yeah. you know, Sagar's relationship with Anakin and Obi-Wan. I just, ah, uh, I love that. You know, um, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of his portrayal of Sagar's, his theatrical uh, acting, but I really do appreciate the time he put 
into knowing that character. So hats off to everybody definitely. on that movie. Yeah. Definitely. Go check out. I think it's the first. There's a whole bunch of them, but it's like the first, I think, 10 little kind of vignettes that they have that yeah. are kind of strung together to do this. And then at the end, there's a really cool one called Rogue Connections. And it was basically doing what we do as fans is trying to pick out and piece together the individual portions of the movie that tie to the larger universe. Right, so Easter eggs. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I just wanted to run through some of the, the more interesting ones here yeah. quickly. The, the most revealing one, I think, and the most important was the confirmation that General Sindula is in fact Harris Sindula. We right. always knew that, yes. but there's always that lingering speculation. Could have been that Shem. Exactly. Yes. So it is confirmation that it is Harris Sindula. That's pretty cool that they toss that in there. Yeah. Um, what else do we got here? There's um, K2SO was originally supposed to be a black protocol droid. Right. And C3PO very much like. Yeah. Or dark C3PO. Kind of like BT, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so I'm kind of glad that they went a different way because the design of K2 is awesome. Love that design. Um, but that would have kind of taken a bit away from BT as well. Yes. So, definitely. and then they, there's a couple others here about... Um, oh, one thing that I didn't ever really realize that they said specifically in here was that uh, this is the first time that Vader uses his red lightsaber against anyone else that isn't a, a Jedi, Jedi or a Sith. Right. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. On film, at On least. film, yeah. 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 Yeah, because I mean, he must in Rebels, right? I don't remember. I don't remember in Rebels. I mean, obviously in the comics, we've yeah. seen him. Yeah, definitely. Vader down, yeah. enough said right there. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. I never yeah. really thought about that that much. Yeah. And that was kind of a cool little Easter egg that threw in there. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. That, that is the only time he's ever used his lightsaber. And he really used that lightsaber. <laughs> Yeah. Did you did you go back and rewatch the movie? I, I was watching the movie, and then when I got to that part, like I'm not joking here, guys. I, I did it like ten times. Yeah. Like I actually did it ten times watching that scene. I was just blown. It's my favorite scene in Star Wars history. After yeah. watching that now, like it, it's for sure my favorite scene ever in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. love it. Having revisited a bit here, like I had another great experience, kind of going back. It had been a couple months since I'd seen it. Mm -hmm. Where do you rank this now? Like, does this does this rank a bit <laughs> higher, or is it kind of? Fell down a few pegs, and you've had time to simmer and rewatch this. The movie itself, yeah, yeah. You know, when I first saw the movie, I, I still coming out of the theater still liked Force Awakens more. So after watching this again and again, it, it has fallen a little bit, not much, but it's it has fallen a little bit. I really feel the third act of this movie is phenomenal. The yeah. third act is just great. Um, apart from that, I I do feel it's a little weaker. I need some time to kind of put down, you know, my yeah. my my, uh, my order. But it's fallen a little bit. How, how about you? Is it better? For me, yeah. it's right on par with where it was cool. when I left theater. It's yeah. like, I, I don't know exactly what it is. And mm -hmm. I think it's because it's a good mixture of clean CG yes. mixed with the nostalgia of the original trilogy. And you take that with an awesome narrative and you smash that together. This is almost the perfect movie for me. Yeah. Like, there, yes, there's a few missteps and we covered that way back when. Way back, yeah. But like rewatching this, I freaking love this movie mm -hmm. like i can't find much wrong with that and i don't know if everyone or fandoms kind of agreeing with that still but i don't know i i force i they're two different movies they right? really are this is very war bound yeah. gritty where the other one's kind of mystical and adventure like yeah um and you know what also helped me more with this movie again is, is the book because you get a good sense of cassian yeah. and bodhi and, and and going back to other vignettes there bodhi his audition oh, tapes. Yeah. Oh man, he wanted it. Yeah, right? he pestered Gareth Edwards yes. constantly. They told me he had the job, and he kept sending videos. Well, what, if I, what if I did this? And what if I did this? Different voices, different takes. Yeah, a little crazier in this one. A little right. less crazy in this one. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, that, passion. Great. Yeah. And that shows through on the screen, right? It really does. Like, he's one of the breakout characters here. I really like that character. Going back and watch this movie, I, it makes me like him even more so. Yeah. Him and him and Cherit, those those are my two in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know what? Watching the, the Cherit and Bay's little featurette that they had there, that made me appreciate those actors even more. Yes. As well as what they're able to do together. Like, it's... Huh. I have nothing but good things to say about this film. Yeah. And if you haven't checked out the bonus features, go and do that. They really hit me. They do. Like, it was really well done, really well put together. They're very limited. That would be my only nitpick about the, yes. the Blu-ray, is there's not much there. But what they do give you is really good. It is. I, I wish they even did a little segment on just the Vader suit and the combat going yeah. on, you know? But To come. Yeah. With the 3D special edition release of and course. all this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Troy, that wraps up our Star Wars portion for the podcast. And there's going to be a lot more coming, like we said earlier, when it comes to Star Wars news over the next couple of days. So make sure to follow, like I said, the Commonwealth. Follow myself and Troy on Twitter. We're going to try to keep you guys as up to date as possible with what's coming out of Celebration. And we're going to be back next week. I'm away but we're going to be doing kind of a Skype combination. We're going to be getting the content out to you guys, the podcast out to you as soon as we can. And hopefully the last Jedi trailer. I think I've probably said that about 10 times. I don't know if I keep saying it, if it'll just come true. So maybe <laughs> that's, that's what I'm banking on a bit. That's your most anticipated for sure. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a must. Throw out, before we get off this celebration and into the Thor 3 trailer, throw out maybe, I'm going to put you on the spot here, yeah. but maybe throw one wild ass prediction for Star Wars celebration this year. For Star Wars celebration. Yeah. I, the Obi-Wan movie doesn't count because I've already announced that one. Um, so I'm going to go with a Bounty Hunter movie or we get a director attached to a standalone film. I okay. want the director attached to a standalone film. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Let's hear yours. I don't see. I don't know if this is wild ass because a lot of people have speculated this, but I still think it's it's not crazy, but... Hayden Christian is announced to be a part of a Star Wars film. Love it. Maybe not announcing exactly what it is mm -hmm. and what capacity, but I think that, I don't know. I, I understand why he's there because yeah. it's the, the 40th 40. anniversary and all this, but to have him back in a Star Wars film, I think now is the time. Now is the time, especially if they do do the Obi-Wan movie, you could essentially have Vader in the movie, not the villain, just side by side. You get different aspects of what they're doing yeah. and you get flashbacks of Hayden. Mm -hmm. In the Clone Wars, you know, back in back in the day in the Clone Wars, so and I'm recreating stuff from the Clone Wars cartoon, right? On the oh, right, man. leading to the Soka book, like <sighs> man, lose my mind. <laughs> okay, so I'm you just you. blew my brain apart. Like, what if they did a flashback with Ahsoka, first oh live God. action appearance of Ahsoka? Oh man, see, and I was just gonna say maybe we get Ahsoka in the trailer for Rebels, but going with that theory, there, man, Damn. give me Ahsoka, give me a director. Give me Hayden Christensen in a movie. Filoni's on that stage too. That's that right. That 40th anniversary stage. Yes, and he's a big, big contender for Ahsoka. Wow. So we'll have to see. I can't wait. Star Wars Commonwealth, man. I'm losing my mind over here. Oh, good luck <laughs> to you guys that are sleeping yes. on the floor. Hopefully, maybe this is giving you a little bit of something to listen to for a little bit. Right. But now it's time for us to jump into our Thor Ragnarok trailer breakdown. We're not going to do it in too much detail. Yeah. We're just going to talk a little bit about what we're anticipating from this and this massive tone shift Going away from Thor the Dark World into Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Going from the mighty to the incredible. Yes. Yeah. So this was a trailer that kind of dropped out of nowhere. Like no one was anticipating this. No. no one knew this was coming. And all of a sudden, I think it was on Monday. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah. boom, the Thor Ragnarok trailer's here. And I was thinking to myself, wow, that was 
out of nowhere and yeah. it's a relatively short trailer it's less than two minutes but there's no teaser for the teaser for the trailer mm-hmm. or anything like that this just came out of nowhere and did it hit hard this is disney's single most downloaded trailer of all time in the first 24 hours jeez it's not the most downloaded trailer of all time but disney's so that it topped out civil war beauty and the beast it's it was massive wow yeah, I believe it. You know, when I saw this thing, I was like, wait a second. Is this just like one of those like fan-made yeah. shows? I'm like, it, this came out of nowhere. I clicked on this thing and immediately I was invested. Immediately I was like, you know, I'm back on the Thor train. Um, Kate Blanchett in this movie <gasps> looks just killer. Unreal. Like, unreal, especially, I mean, I don't know if you've uh, finished issue five. I haven't. Of Thor. Okay, but, I bought it today. But but we know, uh, obviously, Hela's in there. Yeah. So that just adds some more weight to this trailer. Thor looks great. Hulk and Thor at last. And um, we get the whole gladiator feel and the, the planet Hulk feel going on. The helmets. Marvel is onto something with these costumes right now. We saw yeah. it in Spider-Man with the, the suit fitting to him. And we see Thor now clicking his helmet down. Finally getting the helmet back. Finally back, right? And... Man, and the Braveheart look going on with them. This, I love this. Is it a teaser or a trailer? I'd say it's a trailer. Yeah, it's a trailer. It's a first trailer. Maybe you could call it a teaser trailer because usually trailers are two and a half minutes plus or whatever. I guess with other trailers too, one of the complaints we had last week about The Homecoming was that it gave too much away. This trailer, other than show you that there's a massive tonal shift into something that is more Guardians-like, taking the world that James Gunn built and transporting that into Thor and changing everything because... People are always assuming that Thor need to be Game of Thrones. They brought in Alan Taylor to direct. And people wanted this to be kind of like a medieval type film universe. Mm -hmm. And I think what they've done here, what Taika, the director, has done is said, no, this is about Thor. This is about something different. And they're really embracing that. And they, like I said, they've taken what James Gunn's done with the colors. You look at at Jeff Goldblum's Grandmaster, the whole stadium. I think the, the planet is Scar. Or Scar. Oh, because Hulk's son was called Scar. In- yeah, and this is from the planet Hulk. Hulk right. And those are even the villains from, or the, the cannon fodder army from Guardians of the Galaxy are the Scarians. So these are like the natives to that planet. And just the palette that they've used here, it, it looks incredible. It looks almost like two movies, right? You're getting Ragnarok and you're getting Planet Hulk. Yeah. But they seem to fit together so well and it makes sense what they're doing here. It seems like it's going to be quite organic bringing the Hulk into this. Yes, because they built that foundation from Avengers. It yes. just feels right. Yes. And what did you think of the music? Because that's one thing that a lot of trailers and a lot of studios have been playing with when you look back at Old Man Logan. It's right. kind of a lot of it spurred off of what James Gunn started to do. Yes. And we see them using different adaptations of rock, different music. Did this work for you in the same way that it did for Guardians of the Galaxy? Even more so. Really? This worked for me so well. Um, uh, I almost made it through the episode without making any jabs towards DC. But DC, <laughs> this is how you put in rock and roll music to your trailers. And I think they just, they nailed it. Like this was, this was so cool. It just, it really fit for me. And again, the, the way it just lines up with Kate Blanchett, you know, holding on to the hammer and just ex- making it explode, destroying it, it worked for me. I, I, I love this trailer. It might be, I think last week or when we talked about Homecoming is like my number one trailer. Yeah. This one I was gonna say it's my number one, but I was gonna say it's a teaser, so it doesn't count. But it's not really a teaser, so it, it's it's on par. It's it might knock out Homecoming for me, and and, and Spider Man is my jam, but this trailer is incredible for me. Love it. I agree. Visually, yeah. this looks unreal. Yes. It didn't give away too much. Exactly. The music, I did have a slight issue with right. the first viewing. I felt a bit out of place, 
But again, when you look at this trailer, the whole thing feels out of place. Yes. And it's supposed to. It's supposed to transport you away from what they've done in the past. Probably Marvel's least successful standalone uh, franchise. Right. And they're telling you this is something completely different. You would have never heard this music for Thor of the Dark World or no, for Thor. Never. And it fits. It works yeah. for what they're doing. They're taking this to a whole different level, a whole different direction. They're spending like 90% of the time in space. Yeah, no so, Earth. No, there's yeah. going to be, I guess, those few brief scenes with Doctor Strange. Oh, When they're, yeah, when they're okay. looking for Odin from the tease at the end of Doctor Strange. Yes. Um, but I think that's going to be fairly brief. Mm -hmm. And even this trailer, it looks like a lot of this is probably within the first, I'm going to say, 45 minutes of the right. movie. Yeah. And just expertly executed like this is how you cut a trailer yeah. you know nothing really about the story yeah. you get an introduction to loki thor hella you needed that right you yeah. need to understand the new characters coming into this and also who's coming back as far as old characters right and they do that perfectly but you really don't know much about this other than the fact that thor essentially becomes unworthy right hella breaks his hammer like you said which is cool imagery yes and you know what at first i was like ah oh, they shouldn't have showed that but it's cool they need to show a little bit of progression as to why thor has short hair and why yes. he's been banished and even with this un unworthy thor comic book that's come out yep. it fits really well to getting the audience introduced to a different type of thor yes yes and, and they, they kind of do a good job of like rebooting the franchise almost yeah. it looks like with this trailer dropping and um you must be excited because i really feel like pitching hella and thanos yes coming up here so man uh, there's there's gonna be so many interconnecting and weaving threads from this movie into guardians of the galaxy right or from guardians of the galaxy maybe i'm more should say because this comes out after and into avengers infinity war because it's november right yeah it comes out oh, in november yeah, a while still Jeez. so it's a little bit yeah. but i think this is exactly what they needed for this franchise yeah and the inclusion of Hulk, he looks awesome in his gladiatorial armor. Man, did they nail that. They nailed, he looks even bigger than ever. Yes. Jeez. What did you think? This is my favorite line of yeah. the movie. When the, they introduce the Hulk, the Grandmaster does, and he says, uh, and then Thor gets all excited. Yeah. And he says, I know him from work. That is, I think that speaks to this whole trailer, to what this, this franchise, this Thor franchise is turning into, is something that, again, it's more akin to what we've seen in the other Marvel movies, yeah. but it's organic. It doesn't feel out of place that Thor would say that, right? Yeah. I, I love it. I, yeah, I love it. I agree with you too. It just really, um, you know, sets the tone for this movie and, and lets us know what we're in for when we uh, step into theaters in November and watch this film. So um, yeah, again, I, I really like this trailer. Hulk looks great. We're going to see those two obviously go at it and then team up. Yep. Um, Idris Elba is in there again. So yes. that was cool. And Loki, Loki's yeah. costume design now looks way better. Yeah, he looks awesome. And yeah. his deal, I don't know what's going on there. He mm -hmm. seems to be jumping back and forth. He's on the couch with Grandmaster. Right. He's probably at least at the start in league with Hela. Yes. She was trapped on Asgard and then is released. Mm -hmm. And Asgard looks like it's going to be completely destroyed. Right. So the destruction of Asgard begins, Ragnarok. Yeah. And I'm assuming we're probably going to get a reveal of some sort of searcher at some point. Yes. And hopefully that doesn't turn into a CGI mess towards yes. the end of the film. Hopefully not. Um, like Kyle Urban in there yes, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, Scourge. Scourge. Yes. yes. So he looked pretty cool. That was a blink and you're, you're going to miss it type yeah, cameo. looks pretty big, too. Yeah, he looks kind of, yeah, he must be wearing a bodysuit. Yeah. Because he looks kind of almost fat, looks too. Looks huge. And Loki's rocking like the agents of, is it agents of Asgard? Agents yeah. of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know exactly what you mean now. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah he looks great. Mm -hmm. And I can't, there's nothing more we can say about this other than the fact that this is what Thor needed. Yes. And it, it, it fits. It works. I'm so excited for this. I think I had this number three most anticipated right. for the year and that it's staying there 
yeah, it's. I think it probably jumped for me. I think it maybe had it four or five. I can't really remember, but it's it's jumped up there. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that's going around the internet really quickly before we sign off here mm-hmm. is that Heindel is the last Infinity Stone, the Soul Stone. Yes. Because uh, people said, you know, he's in Thor. I think Dark World said that he can see souls and all this, and right. his eyes are yellow. So and people his draw, matches up to yeah with, the H yeah. right with the Thanos theory that right. we've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts on that. I like that. Yeah. That's cool because I've said from the beginning, Idris Elba is a talent you don't want to waste. And it always felt like, man, you threw him in Thor 1, you threw him in Thor 2. But I'm like, this guy's huge. To make him an Infinity Gem or Stone and to incorporate him into this world even more so, maybe he's going to be one of Thanos' henchmen too, you know, going toe-to-toe with some of the Avengers, which would make sense because he could definitely hold his own against some of those characters. I totally love that. So I'm on board with that theory. Yeah. Yeah, I think think? that if he is Infinity Stone, he's going to die either in this film yes. or at the start of Infinity War. Okay, yeah. I think it's either inside of him, maybe it's his heart or whatever. I just have this image of Thanos, like we've seen in the comics, jamming his fist right into Thanos or into Heimdall's heart and yanking out the Infinity Stone. Ooh, like how that would be an intense scene. Be incredible on that yes. one. And we've seen Thanos do that recently in the comic books. Right. Too. Just oh. not with an Infinity Stone, but punch right through someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. yeah, top marks to Marvel here for mm-hmm. this trailer. It's it's like putting Thor, like we've said numerous times here, on another level, and it, it remains there for me. This is, I think, could be the breakout movie, comic book movie of the year. It could be um, this this or Wonder Woman. I think those two, one of those two, could just pop up and just take the crowd by storm. Who yeah. knows? But um, love this trailer. Can't yeah. wait to see it. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome, Marvel. They're killing it. Doing great things. Yeah, they really are. Two trailers in two weeks for two different movies. Two range. Yes. So good. (laughs) We're seeing like the the John Hughes Spider-Man. Street level. Yeah, and a Guardians of the Galaxy-esque Thor. My God. This is crazy. The spectrum here is unbelievable. Right. And it's just like the comics. That's that's how it was reading these comics. Yeah. Incredible. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. This has been a quick hit episode. We're trying to bang this out quick. We're recording a little late, and we want to make sure we got the content to you guys. Like we said before, follow the Commonwealth, Talksowers, Rogue Squadron, Skyhoppers, and Robcast on Twitter. They're going to be on the ground floor at Celebration. We're going to be retweeting. We're going to be tweeting things. I'm going to try to focus a bit on the collecting and the books end of it. Of course, the whole internet's going to be exploding with trailer or any sort of announcements coming to there so we're gonna be covering all that next week with our podcast here dropping on thursday reviewing whatever comes out and specifically with the collecting and movies and comics and all that kind of stuff as we always talk about on the podcast it's going to be a star wars centric podcast for the next couple weeks at least until marvel releases another awesome trailer (laughs) (laughs) well that about wraps it up for us here so if you'd like to get a hold of us or take part in the show comments questions whatever you can always get a hold of us at the nerdrm at gmail.com you can hit us up on twitter our handles are at the end of the episode or you can comment on our facebook or youtube pages this month coincidentally we're doing our thor mcu retrospective so it fits kind of nicely with this new trailer dropping that's gonna be dropping on the last thursday of the month as they always do and like i said come back here for all of your star wars celebration wrap-up news And good luck to those that are on the ground right now waiting for that 40th anniversary panel. I commend you. I would be there beside you if I could. Maybe 2019. Yes. Oh, no, it's happening. 2019. (laughs) It's there. The Nerd Room is there in 2019. for sure. So, again, to everyone at Celebration, happy hunting if you're looking for your items. And good luck getting into those panels. We wish you all the best. Take care, and may the Force be with you all. Yes.
Good luck, guys. Good luck, indeed. All right, man. For The Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And thank you for entering The Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and TroyTheBoy87. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search The Nerd Room Podcast. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find other podcasts on the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.